the host, the Kyle Wells. The co-host, Peyton Payne. Special guest, Ryan Gant. Special guest, Eddie Tokyo Haggerty. It's a double main event. It's Wild's Mania. Welcome to Indianapolis, Indiana. Welcome to the Hoosier Dome. Welcome to the most underrated wrestling podcast in the world. You are now running wild with Wells Mania. And yes, I am the host, the Kyle Wells, and I am joined in studio by the co-host, the world's greatest co-host, Peyton Payne. And Peyton, if this doesn't give you 1992 WrestleMania 8 nostalgia, well, I don't know what will. I have never wanted to forget about WrestleMania 8 more than this moment. Oh, come on. WrestleMania 8, the only time that WrestleMania has ran wild in our great city of Indianapolis. And one day, yes, one day, WrestleMania will run wild in Indianapolis again. I keep manifesting it and it's going to come true, right? You might be dead and gone by that point, but yeah, I'm sure one day it'll come back. Well, I hope not, but yes, as you heard there with the uh, Vince McMahon intro, that was me and my Vince McMahon impression, a little homage to WrestleMania 8's intro into the Hoosier Dome. Vince McMahon, we found out earlier today from the Wall Street Journal, this is the headline, WWE's Vince McMahon agreed to pay $12 million in hush money to four women. The longtime WWE leader paid the women over the past 16 years to keep allegations of sexual misconduct and infidelity secrets. So that is the latest going on from the wild story that broke last month with Vince McMahon. Peyton, your raw reaction to it. Yeah, I think that it's, uh, you know, it, it's shocking at first glance. And then if you really think about it, I, it's not that shocking. I mean, the man's a billionaire. He's been around the world of pro wrestling for a long time. A very long and time. when you're in that position of power, things are going to happen. And one thing you got to remember, though, is I think the story here is a lot worse than what is going to actually happen because... Almost every one of these people that are coming forward or in these, you know, in this uh, news report, all signed non-disclosure agreements. They signed a contract. So, I mean, and they took the money. And there's not much that can be done at the end of the day other than maybe dragging his name through the mud a little bit. Well, we will definitely monitor this, but I wanted to address the billion-dollar elephant in the room since I did lead off episode 72 of Wells Mania Podcast with Vince McMahon. And yes, Wells Mania Podcast is sponsored by the best damn karaoke bar in America, the Wild Beaver Saloon, and Toys Galore and More, the best damn toy store in all of Indianapolis, conveniently located inside of the Toy Drop. Joining us right now via the Wells Mania Hotline... 
He is a friend of the Wells Mania podcast. I've known this man for a very long time. He is the brother to my best friend, Kyle Gant. Joining us right now, he is one of the hosts of the Kitchen Table podcast. He's also an American badass, a firefighter protecting anyone who ever needs protected from a fire. He is Ryan Gant. What's going on, brother? What's up, guys? How are you guys? Hey, man, we're great. Thank you for joining us right here on episode 72 of Wells Mania Podcast. This has been a long time coming, and by request, I bumped you in with Evolution's Line in the Sand. This is your entrance music coming through the curtain, running down that long ramp at the Hoosier Dome to Wells Mania Podcast. Did you hear that introduction to this episode, by the way? I did, I did. What did you think? Because Peyton clearly, he's in disgust sitting over there. <laughs> I mean, I, I felt his pain. <laughs> well, I guess um, I'm heavily outnumbered here. Maybe Tokyo will like it later on when he joins Look, us. But the, the I, Vince I McMahon impression though. wasn't bad. It was the it was the yeah. the Gorilla Monsoon one that needs some work. I didn't even do Gorilla Monsoon. Oh, well, maybe that's the problem. Maybe you should have done it. Pandemonium running wild here at the Hoosier Dome. You know who you are. You're Bobby the Brain Heenan, and I am Gorilla Monsoon. Will you stop? All right, so Ryan Gant, my dude, my brother, we've known each other for a very, very long time. We we even go all the way back to wrestling in your parents' living room. That's how far back you and I go. (laughs) Mr. Showtime, that is you, Ryan. That is right. <laughs> and of those course, were good days, the, those were the good old days. And I'm pretty sure that WWE Human Encyclopedia Jared Giles still has those VHS tapes of us wrestling in your parents' living room. Oh, yeah. Maybe those Out should stay. Backyard. Maybe those should stay hidden. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and ask him to send them to me. You don't want to see that. I, I, could, I couldn't throw a punch. Uh, it was very. My finishing maneuver was the Rolling Thunder by RVD. I want to see that just as bad as I want to see your attempted rap album. Well, that's a oh, whole man. other story for a whole other day. But yes, you know, Ryan. I, I, out the 5950. Exactly, fifty nine fifty. That is a hit. That is a banger. And uh, the reason why I really wanted to have you on this episode is because. You are one of the biggest supporters of the Wells Mania podcast, and I can't thank you enough because last night or whenever you're listening to this a couple days ago, a couple months ago, a couple years ago, Ryan Gant created the WrestleMania 8-inspired Wells Mania podcast logo. Brother, this is one of the most badass logos of all time, and I can't thank you enough for creating it. What went through your mind when you were putting it together? Well, when you said, you know, that that was the logo that you wanted to, to mimic the Wells Mania podcast, I knew that there were WrestleMania logos out there because we just changed our uh, podcast logo to the NWO logo with the KTP. So I knew it was out there, and I knew it could be done. I, I 
told you, hey, give me a few minutes, give me a little time, and uh, I'll get back with you. And boy, and, did uh, you ever, man. But, yeah, it uh, turned out great, and uh, I'm excited for it. So excited that we are giving away a free T-shirt and a koozie with the Wells Mania podcast logo on it. And the winner is the only person that entered the contest. I know, I know. I'm I'm still this is the very first ever Is con- it you? No, surprisingly it, it's not me. <laughs> and it's not you and it's not Ryan. It's actually WWE Human Encyclopedia Jared Giles. So congratulations right. to Jared Giles, he was the one and only person who entered the contest. Like I said, this was my very first ever contest giveaway. And Ryan and I were actually on the phone and we were talking about ideas to get Wells Mania podcast rolling even more than it already is. And when you pitched the idea to me about a contest giveaway, I thought that was a genius idea. So there will be more contest giveaways in the future and hopefully more people will enter them. But congratulations, Jared Giles. Ryan Gant will be sending you a Wells Mania podcast t-shirt and koozie, which I don't even own. But that that's another reason why I wanted to have you on, Ryan, was you're creating a Wells Mania merch store. Tell, tell us more about that. Where can people buy the t-shirts and the koozies and Maybe what other merch is there going to be? So uh, we are going to open a store um, with my podcast and your your podcast, uh, Wells Mania. It's going to be at www.ktpmania.com. Ooh, I love it, brother. I love it. Yeah. And then there we're going to have the uh, Kitchen Table Podcast. So you can get our, our merchandise. We're going to have Wells Mania Podcast merchandise. And then we're also going to have a guy named Mega Mondo. Oh, yeah. Friend of the Wells Mania Podcast. Half man, half gorilla. Mega Mondo. Yeah. So, and then with the Wells Mania Podcast, we're going to add the T-shirt. I drank a beer or I drank a PBR with John Cena. <laughs> there it is. There it is. And man, I can't tell you how many people have been blowing me up about I, I Peyton and I were joking You're around. Welcome. About it. You're welcome for that idea. Yeah, we, we were joking around about it a couple episodes ago, but then once that episode uh, went public, oh my God, my phone, my DMs were blowing up and I knew you were the right person to make this happen. Now, Peyton, you have a question for Ryan. Fire away. Yeah, so when is the T-shirt drop that says the world's greatest co-host on it? Well, that is actually going to drop with the PBR T-shirt. Oh, perfect, because that'll be the top seller. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I thought, too. Now, it will be a fun competition to see whose shirt sells more. So... Once it goes live, once it goes active, it's up to us to promote it. And I think, uh, I think the I once drank a PBR with John Cena shirt will outsell yours, Peyton. Here, here's your goal: you've got to get John Cena to buy one of your T-shirts. Oh no! Here's Man, here, there you go, right there. Here's the thing: we're gonna give John Cena a T-shirt that said "I once drank a PBR with John Cena." Yeah, but you giving it to him, and that'll probably just go in the trash can. He's got to buy it because then he's got money invested in it. Then he'll actually wear it. Well, the next time yeah. that I see John Cena, I will have that shirt in hand, and I will 
ask him to buy it. Yeah, one dollar. <laughs> one dollar, John. All, that's all it's worth. One dollar. I mean, it's not one thousand dollars like your NFT SummerSlam 2021 T-shirt, which I will never own, but that's okay. But Brian. Let's talk about the Kitchen Table Podcast. You are one of the hosts of it. Tell the listeners out there, what is the Kitchen Table Podcast, and where can people listen to your podcast? Well, so the Kitchen Table Podcast started about two years ago, right before the uh, the big thing that happened, the pandemic. Um, it's just me and Matt Stumpo, just a couple of firefighters. We just... We get together and we just talk firefighting stuff, man. We talk training stuff. We talk uh, how to deal with stress because we have a lot of stress in our job. And uh, then we also just, you know, we, we talk about anything and everything. And it's basically what happens at the firehouse sitting at the kitchen table. We talk about everything. And where can people listen to the Kitchen Table podcast at? You can find us on YouTube. Spotify, and um, I believe that's it right now. And you guys are always looking for people to become firefighters too, correct? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, you, we're always we're always looking for the good ones. So you hear that, Wells so. Maniacs? If you've ever aspired to be a firefighter, make sure you follow Ryan on Twitter. Ryan's Twitter is... Plug it, Ryan. Plug it away. I think it's KTP229, I think. I'm going to double check you here. Fact checkers, yes. KTP229. Hit that follow button, and if you have any questions about anything firefighter-related, Ryan, you are the go-to guy. Now, before I let you go, you pitch, and I have not talked to Peyton about this at all, so we're going to get Peyton's raw reaction here. You have mentioned to me that you have invited Peyton and I to come to your guys's studio and we can record future episodes of Wells Mania podcast. How about that, Peyton? Whenever you guys want. The parking has to be cheaper there than it is here. So, yes, I'm totally down. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a lot cheaper. I can guarantee you that. Yeah, Peyton uh, struggles whenever he comes downtown because most of the time Monument Circle is blocked off for you know whatever reason. So Peyton then has to pay to park in a random parking garage, and then I eventually have to go track him down. So, yes, we look forward to recording future episodes of Wells Mania Podcast in your guys' studios. I'm a big fan of you. I'm a big fan of Stumpo. I'm a big fan of the Kitchen Table Podcast and what you guys do. You guys are American heroes. I can't thank you guys enough for what you guys do as firefighters. Everybody at your firehouse and all the firefighters out there listening because I know I know that firefighters are also wrestling fans. And can you believe, oh, yeah. off the top of my head, I can't think of a wrestler that ever had a firefighter gimmick. The only wrestler that I could think of that had any fire to do with him was, by God, it's Kane! By God, it's the Big Red Machine! Yeah, I don't I don't think there ever was a fireman gimmick. Not even in the mid-90s. I, and they had everything. They had a plumber, they had a hockey player, they had a clown. 
had a garbage man. Had a garbage man. Had, had a mantar. Mantar. I mean, it is kind of weird. They, I can't think of a firefighter gimmick. So maybe wrestle with this, Ryan. You've got wrestling in your background. So if you or Stumpo want to break into the wrestling business and become a firefighter tag team in WWT, I mean, Peyton, you can make that happen, right? I'm, that's the place to do it. Hey, sign us up. There you have it. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for taking the time to run wild with us here on Wells Mania Podcast. Thank you again for all of your love and support, brother. I can't thank you enough. I love the entire Gantt family. You all have treated me like a family member for two-plus decades now, and I can't wait to see you guys, man. It's been a long time coming. Haven't seen you in a while, so Peyton and I look forward to running wild in your guys' studio very soon. Can't wait, man. You guys keep it up. Keep doing what you're doing. Appreciate you, brother. Before we let you go, though, is there anything else you want to plug? Anything else you want to get out there? Hey, just ktpmania.com. We're uh, we're going to be up and running, not just T-shirts. We're going to have koozies. We're going to have coffee cups, cups, uh, beer mugs. I mean, you name it, we have it. What about shaker bottles for, like, pre-workout to the gym? Uh, we can add that to it. Oh, man. There we go. There he goes, Ryan Gant from the Kitchen Table Podcast. Be sure to follow him on Twitter at KTP229. When Peyton and I come back... We are going to dive in to season four of Stranger Things. And joining us via the Wells Mania hotline will be the host of Tuned In with Tokyo, Eddie Tokyo Haggerty. You're listening to episode 72 of Wells Mania podcast. Most metal ever! Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for running wild with Peyton Payne and Wells Mania right here on episode 72 of the most underrated wrestling podcast in the world. And yes, this is Master of Puppets by Metallica. Although I'm visioning Eddie Munson in the upside down, atop of his trailer, shredding out. And joining us via the Wells Mania hotline, he is the host of Tuned In with Tokyo. It's my good brother, Eddie Haggerty. What's going on, brother? How are you? I'm doing well, man. How are you guys? Oh, man. We are still hyped. From season four of Stranger Things. And I'm really glad that you're able to come to Hawkins, Indiana with us and break it all down. And we're going to just right off the bat, no pun intended, right off the bat. See what I did there? Too soon. Is it? I, I, I didn't even. I didn't even say anything. I, I just said right re- off the bat. I haven't fully recovered yet and you're already cracking jokes about it. Listen, obey your master, okay? Just obey your master. Master! Master! Master of puppets are pulling your strings! 
All right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, so first of all, Eddie Haggerty, my good brother, you and I go way, 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 way back, and I'm really glad that you are finally back on the Wells Mania podcast. What's been going on with you, my dude? Before we dive into Stranger Things Season 4, tell us a little bit about what's going on with you and your phenomenal YouTube show, Tuned In with Tokyo. Well, um, besides the YouTube, not much is really going on. Uh, you know, boys playing baseball, one the other boys got a full-time job and you know, I just work, I do my workouts and then I do my podcast every night or vlog, I should say. It's more of a vlog than it is a podcast. I mean, it feel it feels like a podcast. Honestly, it feels like a uh, reality YouTube show because I love what you're doing on YouTube. You are giving people a behind the scenes look of just the day in the life of you and you might not think much of it but guys like me who have been watching since january 1st and every single day i'm fascinated by the concept i love it i think it's really cool what you're doing opening up to everybody giving everybody an authentic side to eddie tokyo haggerty well i appreciate that i really do and i appreciate you following since day one you know you're one of the few that have been there since day one so i really do appreciate all the support you've given me and i mean you've supported me not only you know by text phone calls but you've also supported me uh via social media so i can't thank you enough man anything i can do to help someone else in the same line of business out not only just someone else but a good brother and a good friend because Man, you have been nothing but good to me ever since you and I met many, many, many years ago. We've gone to conventions together. We've met celebrities together. You know, just being around you, man, you're a fun dude. And I'm really glad that other people are getting an opportunity to tune in with Tokyo just to see how much of a badass you are. And did you like how before Master of Puppets came on, and, and, and get ready. Get ready to do your catchphrase because I'm going to do it again. Ready? Hello. There it is. I just marked out. Peyton's looking at me like I'm, like I'm a psychopath. <laughs> but uh, if you watch, Peyton, which I don't know if you do or not, but you should. You should tune in with Tokyo. Tokyo's been... That's his intro right there. That badass, you know, that badass sounder that I played twice now. And then Tokyo will come on and he'll do hello. And then he'll just do different variations. It's the littlest things like that that I'm just overly entertained with. So I can't thank you enough for doing what you do. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you, man. And again, I I do I do tune in to Wells Mania, so you guys have good content. I really not being into wrestling like I used to since my son's kind of grown out of it, but I I really appreciate you guys adding the like the pop culture to it now. Like it really fascinates me, you know. You're welcome. That's my idea. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Yeah, you know, I've come to realize that not everybody is into wrestling. Hell, not everybody's into me. And I get that. I'm okay with that. I've accepted that. But what I've learned is adding the world's greatest co-host, Peyton Payne, 
and going outside the squared circle and kind of making this a um, just a entertainment podcast now. Not only do we dive into the wrestling world, but we also dive into, like you said, the pop culture world. And you know I'm going to be playing Kate Bush here in a little bit. But yes, we are going to Hawkins, Indiana, or California, because we got a little both of Hawkins and California for season four of Stranger Things. And I know that you, Tokyo, you have been a big fan of the Stranger Things franchise. Hell, your son looks like Dustin Henderson with the hair. And uh, I'm pretty sure that he's met uh, the actor who portrays Dustin Henderson, hasn't he? Yeah, he has uh, a couple times now. Um, The first time was at C2E2 in Chicago. It was funny. We're standing in line. The kid's signing autographs for all his fans. And his dad points at my son, Gage, and was like, Dustin, or I'm sorry, Gaten, look at this kid. He looks exactly <laughs> like you, you know? And it was funny because they took a picture together. They put it on his social media, and, man, it blew up. It blew up. <laughs> they do. Your, your son, Gage, has the same hairstyle as, uh, you said, Gaten. I always thought it was Gatton. Gaten. Gaten, Gatton. Um, I heard his dad call him Gaten. Gaten. So. Well, if, if if the dad called him Gaten, then it's definitely Gaten. So, yeah, I, I love when we go to conventions together because we always have so much fun. But it's always the stories. It's always the stories of interacting with the celebrities because – You've met Jim Hopper. You met David Harbour, one of the stars of Stranger Things. Yeah, and uh, he was awesome, man. And we've also met uh, Caleb, who is Lucas. Yeah, Lucas. who And, Mil- and Millie. We've met Millie, too. Oh, you met Eleven. Yep. That, that is awesome. Yeah, I, unfortunately, I haven't been able to meet any of the Stranger Things cast, but I hope... I hope that, you know, whenever they do roll into Indianapolis next, I get an opportunity to meet them because I'm fascinated by this show. I know you're fascinated by this show. Peyton is fascinated by this show. So without further ado, this right here is your... Spoiler alert, because I know... That people hate when I spoil stuff, so I'm going to go ahead and give you an opportunity to stop listening now because Peyton, Tokyo, and Wells Mania are about to dive in to what is arguably the greatest season of Stranger Things, season four. And I believe that is three chimes. So Vecna is not getting us right now because we still have to dive into this. But uh, before we do, before we do, we learned that music is one of the key components to fighting off Vecna. And Vecna is the villain in season four. We found out that he and the Mind Flayer, talk about a one-two punch, Vecna and the Mind Flayer have been tag teaming the entire Stranger Things franchise, season one, season two, season three, season four. We found out in season four that Vecna has been in this series from the very beginning, but he really got that prominent role here in season four. Now, the reason why 
you hear those chimes is because if you're under Vecna's spell and you hear four chimes, Vecna's about to kill you. He's going to steal your memories. He's going to steal everything that is you, and you're going to die. And we saw several characters die by the hands of Vecna this season. Of course, Chrissy, wake up! It's all over TikTok. Eddie Munson singing, I don't like this! Chrissy, wake up! Hey, hello! So, yes, Tokyo. We got so much to unpack here, but Stranger Things Season 4, what was your favorite moment, your favorite part? And Peyton, I'll ask you, you've been very patient just sitting over there listening to me ramble. But Tokyo, what has been your favorite moment from Stranger Things Season 4? Uh, man. Favorite moment would probably be... I. It's going to sound so cliche, but I loved Eddie getting his moment in the upside down world. It just, I don't, you know, like he said, you know, he had to, he didn't run this time and he, he stood up, he stayed himself, he stayed character, you know, and just, I mean, put on, put on one of the best heavy metal uh, songs we've, uh, we've heard in the upside down, you know, even Metallica chimed in pun intended and said that that was a badass scene on netflix one of the most badass scenes that netflix has ever put out there and yeah it's a very iconic moment from the series and especially because of what happened afterwards unfortunately eddie munson succumbed to the demo bats and bled out and died in the upside down Now, I don't want to sound like too much of a conspiracy theorist here, but I don't think this is the last of Eddie Munson that we're going to see. I've, uh, I don't know, Tokyo and Peyton, I don't know if you guys have heard about Kaz, the uh, character in Dungeons and Dragons. The vampire. The vampire that becomes Vecna's right-hand man until he betrays Vecna and helps kill Vecna. So a little foreshadowing here. Eddie got bit by some demo bats. He died in the Upside Down. He potentially could be resurrected in Season 5 and become this vampire character, Kaz, and then ultimately be the hero that he... Because, listen, the whole town of Hawkins never gave Eddie a chance. They never gave him a chance except for our heroes. The kids gave him a chance. But the rest of the town in, in Tokyo, you said this best... He sacrificed himself for a town that hated him. Oh, yeah. And that says a lot about somebody's character. Well, to go to your conspiracy theory, uh, fun fact, I don't know if you knew this or not, but Eddie actually has a tattoo of a vampire. See? The writing's on the wall. And Will, Will's, finally, we got to see Will's portrait, the painting that he painted for Mike. And I think that's foreshadowing of what we're going to get in season five. And I know I'm... I'm already going into season five, but man, they left it wide open for what is going to be the final season for Stranger Things, but I loved season four. I thought season four was executed perfectly. Thank you to the Duffer brothers. Uh, I know Kate Bush is loving season four because she became 
a millionaire because of her song Running Up That Hill. Tokyo, that leads me to my next question. If you're caught under Vecna's spell, what song would you put into your Walkman to get you to escape Vecna? And Peyton, we, we already know your song and we already know my song, but Tokyo, what would your song be? Oh, man. Uh, it'll probably be my my song for my wedding. It'd be Casey and JoJo all my life. Oh, <laughs> that is, I love that. And, and if that didn't work, life. go ahead. And if that didn't work, just throw the song on, thong song on by Cisco. <laughs> Talk about comedic relief right there. If, if I heard the thong song play in the upside down, I, I couldn't take the seed seriously. I would be cracking up laughing. <laughs> Let me see that thong. Oh, man. Good choice. Good choices right there. Uh, what about you, Peyton? What was your favorite moment from season four of Stranger Things? It's got to be uh, Hopper picking up that giant sword and going Game of Thrones on the Demogorgon. And oh, just, what just, a badass scene. Just chopping its head off. Fun fact. David Harbour's official Instagram said that that was the same sword that Arnold Schwarzenegger used in Conan the Barbarian. Very cool. I did not know that, but that makes it even better. Yeah, and yeah, he's wielding that thing like a badass. And when he cut the head off of the Demogorgon, oh man, I'm marked out. And Murray, Murray with the flamethrower. Murray's so good. I love Murray. I was going to riot and cancel my subscription if the, I know a lot of people are saying that about Steve Harrington, but I was saying that about Murray Bowman. Murray Bowman is a badass. And with the flamethrower, that was one of my favorite moments from season four right there. What a, what a visual. And also, I love the Easter eggs. We got a lot of Easter eggs in season four. And yes, pro wrestling made its way felt in season four. The Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan, brother, the air freshener in the taxi cab. And of course, the T-shirts that Joyce and Hopper wore uh, escaping the Russian guards. That was just really cool. And I, I love that moment. Which I have ordered. I, I ordered that T-shirt. Which doesn't surprise me. I had to. Doesn't surprise me one bit. But yeah, Tokyo... What? Who was your um, MVP of season four? Who was the character that really just dominated this season and stole the show? Oh man, um, I I would say Max, but man, Lucas really he really came through this season. I think we got a good dose of Lucas, and I like what they did with Lucas. Um. Him kind of becoming the popular kid, but then choosing his friends over being popular and basically fighting everything he wanted to be, you know, and basically kicked its ass, you know. Yeah, what a badass so, scene in the attic between him and Jason. I mean, Jason. And his act, and that, Caleb's acting in that um, just with when Max, you know, is being – what what do they call it? Pretzeling? <laughs> yeah, not once but twice. Oh man! But that first or uh, the second time, man, his acting in that he really cleaned up. He really like just sold it. He sold it 
And so I'm going to give him the MVP. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that scene of, of him and Jason in the attic. And uh, it didn't look good for our boy Lucas there. I, I thought, oh, my God, is Jason going to kill Lucas? And then he didn't. Lucas came into his own and man, I loved, I loved how Jason died, getting well, ripped apart. Can, can I just say, I, I know Hawkins was like severely messed up, probably beyond the point of of no return, but it was worth it just to see that little prick die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because because for those that don't know, and for those that do know, in a way, Vecna won this battle i know he's he's heavily hurt because of what happened to him once everything started going the kids and hopper and murray and everybody's way but vecna accomplished what he set out to do and the four gates opened so now hawkins like peyton said is an absolute mess and the upside down is now in the real world of hawkins so I'm really looking forward to see how that's going to play out in season five. But I, I like your guys' uh, picks because I know Peyton said that Max well, was the MVP you know on, who, on a past episode of Wells Mania. You know who wasn't the MVP? Who's that? Mike. Mike was probably well, the most annoying character this entire season. I agree. I agree. Yeah. But Mike did uh, his moment where he redeemed himself was getting eleven by finally saying "I love you." That freed eleven from Vecna, and he did play a role in helping L get the best of Vecna in that scene. But yeah, it, it, I feel so bad for Will. I Mike feel, is a terrible friend. Well, and I feel so bad for Will because the kid cannot catch a break. Just when you think maybe, okay, he's all right, but he is until his death because I think Will is ultimately going to die in season five. I think that's going to be one of the things that has to happen in order for... He'll sacrifice himself. I, 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 ultimately, I feel, I feel like that's going to happen because the painting that Will drew, they're going to be fighting a dragon in season five. And they're going to be fighting Vecna in season five, and they're going to be fighting the Mind Flare. And I ultimately think that Will's going to have to sacrifice himself in order for this war to be won. And we can go into our predictions here in a little bit for what we think is going to happen in season five. But yeah, Will's character was kind of annoying. Yeah, Peyton, well, go ahead. No, did you notice that Will was bleeding? I'm sorry, Mike. Yes. Mike's character no, Mike was kind was of annoying. annoying. Did you notice that Will was bleeding from the nose at the end of the this uh, season, like Eleven was? I did notice that. What so. do you? Okay, while we got it right here, what do you guys think? What does that mean? I don't know. That's I, I don't think it's like he has powers like Eleven does. I don't think that's the route they're going with it. I mean, I, it, it could be. Maybe maybe he ends up becoming even more powerful and stopping Vecna, but I think it might just have something to do with he has ties to Vecna still. Vecna took over his mind at one point, and even like when uh, the one scene happened and he like touched the back of his neck when the goosebumps like appeared, he still has some type of connection with the mind flare and the upside down. So 
What do you think, Tokyo? What do you think is going to happen to Will in season five? Uh, I got vibes of like you guys. Have you guys seen Harry Potter? The Harry Potter movies? Yes, I never have. Oh, well. Spoiler alert! Um, it's okay. Voldemort, you can spoil it. <laughs> Voldemort, the main bad guy, it has a piece of him in Harry Potter when he tried to kill Harry Potter, and it broke off. It's called a Horcrux, and that's what I'm kind of getting that vibe is that. Will will always have a piece of one because he overtook his mind, like Stone said. But he's going to have to die for everything that one has invaded. And that's why I kind of think we're going to have spoilers again. But Max and Will are going to end up dying. That is a very good theory. And I could totally see that happening now that you mention it. And honestly... Max is gone. Max is gone. Yeah, she's uh, her her body is a vessel right now because her mind and all her memories have been taken by Vecna. Um, unfortunately, I feel like killing her off is this is going to sound really sick, but I think it's the right move to do. Um, there haven't really been a lot of major deaths with our original core cast. And I, I consider Max a part of the core she cast. She is now. She, oh, yeah. She yeah. joined in season two, and she's really made a name for her, herself in this series. And you talk about con- character development. Like you said with Lucas, man, Max really shined in this season. And, yeah, I feel like killing off her character to start off season five will be a very motivating way to get everybody rallied up to do this for Max. So I feel like that might be one of the early deaths that we get in season five. And I'm, I'm not saying I hope it happens, but I think it makes the most sense that it does happen. And yeah, like I said, I feel like, uh, will is going to sacrifice himself in season five. Unfortunately, I don't feel like he'll ever be disconnected from the mind flare because anybody who's ever been connected to the mind flare has died He's the only one that has survived, and it's because of L. L has helped. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to be getting a lot of deaths in season five, but we got to wait till 2024. What are we going to do for the next two years? Binge watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> I already binge watched it. My girlfriend and I binge watched seasons one, two, and three leading up until volume two of season four. And then we went back and binged season four. So, I mean, I, I, Stranger Things is very fresh on my mind. And uh, it's so fresh that I want you guys to keep this in mind. Time travel! We're going to go back in time! And uh, also, if you guys have noticed the grandfather clocks them being stuck in 1983 when they went back to the upside down time travel is going to play a factor in season five in some sort of capacity miss kelly the guidance counselor she's got that necklace with the clock on it which i think that maybe she's been trying to warn these kids about vecna in the time or maybe she's leading the kids to vecna because chrissy and patrick they were all in max they all were being seen by miss kelly this guidance counselor 
and they never they never brought her back for volume two which they left me wondering what the hell's going on with her I hope they don't do time travel. I think the time travel thing is played out. They've used it in so many different franchises that I just kind of want them to stay away from it. I mean, I, I, I would be cool and I get it. I just, I feel like there's there's more original things that could be done. Well, Huey Lewis in the news back in time did come out in 1985. So that could be on the season five soundtrack of Stranger Things. Just throwing that out there because the music has played a huge role in this franchise. I mean, the Duffer Brothers have done a phenomenal job picking the music. They picked Megamondo's entrance music, Tokyo. Tarzan Boy was featured at the Rinkomania. I remember that. (laughs) That was also one of my favorite moments. I know it's a very selfish one, but it was one of my favorite moments because I wasn't expecting that. So, season four. I know you got to film the daily tuned in with Tokyo. So before I let you go, anything else you want to talk about season four of Stranger Things? Um, some of the things they didn't address, like if everybody, if all the kids died in Hawkins, where's number eight? That's a good question. That's a really good question. And I'm wondering, are they even going to bring her sister and those other kids back for season five? Or are they just going to be like, eh, nobody really liked that storyline, so let's just forget about it? I'm kind of oh, hoping man. they say forget about it. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm hoping, but... I, I wouldn't mind seeing eight come back in some sort of capacity. For like the final battle or yeah, something. To, to just, help join forces with yeah. L. I think that'd be that like talk about this moment. So like in the very final episode of the series, she comes back to help L and the kids and Hopper and Murray if, if they're if they're still alive at that point, which like I said, if the Duffer brothers kill off Murray, I'm done. I'm done with Stranger Things. I'm done with Netflix for a while. I'll take my talents back over to Peacock. <laughs> You'd be wasting your money there. But uh, what about you, Peyton? Any any things that, that left unsolved or just want to chime in about season four? No, other than, other than Elle's sister, I really don't think there's any plot holes. Still, I think everything will be... Um, brought back for the final season and you know uh you've mentioned a couple times the painting that will had i think that plays i know it was something small but i think that really has a big message and i will and i have a theory on it um you mentioned uh dungeons and dragons monsters well there is another dungeons and dragons monster called boris and boris is a giant dragon okay is he a red dragon yes and in that painting, it was them fighting Boris. And when Vecna showed Nancy the visions of what is to come, which will probably be in season five, Nancy said, I saw an army in Hawkins being led by a giant monster. Yeah. So are we going to get Boris? Is that the nod? Is that going to happen in season five? I think we are. I and think we are. It has, it has to happen. Will Boris be like the the nuclear weapon for Vecna? Yeah. Hmm. 
Yeah, I, I think uh, the Dragon is going to make its debut. And talk about a Survivor Series team. We've got this Dragon, Boris, with Vecna, the captain, and the Mind Flayer. I guess they're co-captains. And then if my theory, which isn't really my theory, but it's my theory that I'm really going to die on this hill. No pun intended, Eddie Munson. R.I.P. But he's going to be the vampire, Kaz. So, I mean, you're looking at four villains Mm -hmm. in season five with ultimately Eddie Kaz, who I think will probably be a pawn in the game because there's so many, like, all the Dungeons and Dragons references throughout the entire franchise, I feel like it's been building and leading up to this season finale in season five. I do have one more theory, and this is a very early prediction, but I'm going to throw it out there just to get it on record. I have a theory for how I think Vecna will be killed in the final season. In this show, they've made it a point. You keep saying that you think the Mind Flayer and Vecna are like working together. They're co-captains. The way I took it in the reveal in season four, when Vecna found the Mind Flayer, if you were looking at the background and stuff, the 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 upside down looked very different then than what it does now. It the 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 sky was kind of orange and there were floating mountains and stuff. I think Vecna is not working with the Mind Flayer. He's using his powers to control the Mind Flayer because the Mind Flayer is the hive mind for all the creatures in the upside down. So my theory for how Vecna is going to die in season five is 11 will eight, whoever has their powers by the end of the show will break Vecna's spell on the mind flayer and the mind flayer will be the one to kill Vecna in season five by allowing all of the Demogorgons and bats and demo dogs to rip him apart. Wow. Mark the tail like of the that. tape right there. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Tokyo. What'd you say? No, I said I actually like that because that's I took it the same way that when he shaped the mind flare, that he took control of it. So that's what I took from that. I didn't think they were working together. I took it as he was controlling the mind flare also. I love that. I love that a lot. Uh you have any theories or conspiracy theories about season five before we let you go? Yeah. Just don't kill Steve. <laughs> Steve is to Murray what Murray is to Steve is what you're saying. Give give Steve the Winnebago, Nancy, and the, what, six kids, he said? Mm-hmm. Yep. And let them ride off to the sunset. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Well, Tokyo, Eddie Haggerty, my brother, thank you so much for running wild with us right here on Episode 70. Officially, officially, before I let you go, where can people find you on social media and plug tuned in with Tokyo? Yeah. Uh, Facebook and Instagram at tuned in with Tokyo. Um, also on YouTube to just search tuned in with Tokyo and you'll see my beautiful face pop up. Very beautiful. And then I don't really answer or really like interact on Twitter, but if you want to interact on Twitter, that's fine. It's actually at, Tokyo tuned in because somebody had already taken tuned in with Tokyo. <laughs> we need to find out who that is and pay them off. So that way that can become your Twitter handle. 
Yeah, I might need to make more money, though. <laughs> I hear you 100% loud and clear on that one, brother. Well, hey, thank you so much for breaking down season four of Stranger Things. Protect yourself, watch out for Vecna, and just blast Casey and JoJo. <laughs> I appreciate it, guys, and thanks for having me on. I really do appreciate it. My dude, Tokyo, Eddie Haggerty, the host of Tuned In with Tokyo, and do yourself a favor. Check out his YouTube show. I am heavily entertained literally every single day. My dude uploads a day in the life of Tokyo. And maybe Peyton, he'll talk about us in today's episode. He might talk about me. Well, there's that. Well, thank you again to Tokyo, Eddie Haggerty, and Ryan Gant for joining us right here on episode 72 of Wells Mania Podcast. Before we go, Peyton... Plug your social media. You can find me at Stone Pain Prod on Twitter. Also, do yourself a favor. Go follow at Smash Mouth WWT on Twitter and like and subscribe to Wrestle With This on YouTube. Say it louder for the people in the back. Like and subscribe to Wrestle With This on YouTube. I love it. I love it. And be sure to follow me all over everywhere at Wells Mania. The Wells Mania merch store is coming. So be on the lookout for that. And yes, have to close out this episode. It's a must. With the number one song of 2022, which was not the number one song back in 1985, Ladies and gentlemen, Kate Bush is running up that hill. Until next episode, stay positive, run wild, and dominate the day!